Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. Turn me around. Turn me around. Keep on walking. Keep on talking. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Can I Get an Amen podcast. This is your host, Nolan Mater. I once again apologize for how long it's been since the last episode. I am currently at Indiana Wesleyan here with my teammates for the month of June. Just training kids, having practices, working out a lot, building uh, team chemistry. And I've been trying to publish one episode each month still, but it has been a little bit over that. So please give me grace in that. Today we are recording the fifth episode of our new series of testimonies. Please, if you haven't already, go check out the past few episodes during this season available on any um, podcast platforms available. We have received many amazing responses about these testimony episodes. Heck, even our last one was from Haley, and she was a listener who reached out in response to one of our earlier podcasts and told us what she is learning through the Can I Get an Amen podcast, so that was extremely special. So this season will consist of episodes just where followers of God tell their testimonies and stories of how Jesus changed their lives. We believe that our own stories about the power of the gospel that worked in our hearts can be the key to unlock someone else's prison. Each person's story and testimonies may be a little different, but each one is centered around this verse. 1 John 5, 11, it says, And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So each person you hear from has had a life-changing experience from Jesus Christ and was once dead but now has been brought alive by the blood of Jesus. And in that itself, it's a beautiful miracle. And Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off has been brought near by the blood of Christ. And I'm just so excited to continue this season and believe with my whole heart God is up to something through these powerful stories in each individual episode. I have faith He is inclining the hearts of you listeners to be influenced and changed for the better as we speak. So I cannot wait to see how He is going to use this platform for his own glory. So with all that being said, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. I am happy to announce the guest of this podcast is my brother, Griffin Cleaver. I could talk about this man, Griff, for a long time, but I'll be quick and to the point. I just met Griff a little over a year ago. He is currently a sophomore at Indiana Wesleyan from Kansas City, Missouri. And from the get-go, I knew Griff was someone I wanted to connect with. I felt our hearts just beat somewhat the same when it came to life and just loving Jesus. And we have some pretty special and funny memories. Um, Griffin is a lighthearted dude who is so fun to be around. And he can really be serious um, when he needs to be serious. But we're kind of dangerous together because most of the time he is a goofball. Yeah, but seriously, Griff is a man who loves Jesus and others. He is a selfless dude who will go out of his way to serve and just resemble the love of Christ. I'm so thankful to call him a brother in Christ forever and a, and, and a friend for life. We actually have gotten super close over this past month, and God has been working on both of our hearts and has written a crazy testimony already in our friendship. Um, I, w- I wish I could tell you some of the stories over this past month, um, but yeah, just keep it at that. Um, I'll be I'll try to be more serious. But it is really just neat to see the way God works in the hearts of his people and just through relationships and how he um, reconciles people together even even when we're all just so broken. So yeah, I'm just super grateful for this man, Griff, and who he is becoming. 
and what what he is doing for God's kingdom. Griff, you are really built for something special, and I, I truly believe that. Continue to fight the good fight. Keep up the good work, man, um, and just keep being you. You're becoming something great. You're becoming a man of Christ, um, and, and you're really resembling um, what, it, what it looks like to follow Jesus. So keep that up, brother. And yet, Griff is about to join me, and I'm excited for you guys to hear what is on Griff's heart and his story of just how he came to know Jesus Christ. So with me today is Griffin Cleaver, and um, Griffin, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Appreciate it, Mater. So my name, like you said, is Griffin. Um, I'm a basketball player. I'm teammates with Mater. And we've known each other for just over about a year now. And Mater's had a huge impact on my life. And he asked me to be a part of this. And I'm, I'm excited to get it going. So not much to know about me. Um, I've been following Jesus for quite a while now. And I'm just thankful to be here in an environment. So Awesome. Well, so how this will work is I'll turn the stage over to Griffin, who will just share his testimony um, and what is on his mind currently, just about his story and how he came to know Jesus. Um, and I pray his testimony will just reveal the power of God and uh, reach whomever is listening. So take the stage, Griffin, share with us your testimony and just how you came to know Jesus. Yeah, so like a lot of people um, listening, maybe maybe not everybody, but I come from a, a strong Christian background. Uh, both my parents love the Lord, which I don't. I don't. I don't ever take for granted. Sometimes um, people think just because you grow up in a Christian home that you, you have a less powerful testimony. I don't think that's true at all. And I, I believe my my testimony is powerful, and I've I've learned a lot along the way. Um, but so I pretty much grew up in a in a Christian home. Great great siblings, uh, older brother, older sister, who who kind of just showed me the way of life learned a lot from from them growing up and my brother especially just learned a lot from his mistakes and me and him were, were really really close and he has a un- unique mindset himself so uh, I was uh, exposed to church early on in my life um, went to about every single camp you could think of um, since goodness probably third grade uh, and I remember when I accepted Christ uh, me and my family always kind of joke about it but I was scared one day. There was a there was a tornado in in the area, and I was just went to my mom. I said, "Hey, like, whatever this is, like, I I I want this, and I see how how you guys live." And um, I was only six or seven at the time, so obviously I didn't fully comprehend what I was what I what I knew and everything. But I knew that there was something different, and it was something I wanted. And so that's when I accepted Christ um, right there uh, next to my my parents' bedside. And from that moment, I is when I believe I. I became a Christian, and growing up, um, I went through a lot. Um, I would say just learning how to how to share my faith with people, and and just learning from experience. Had a great group of friends throughout high school that that really pushed me. So that that's always a blessing having community. And so for me, growing up, um, it was I want to say my eighth grade year, eighth grade year, I think, uh, was when I decided to make the decision to get baptized. And I think that was something that was really big for my faith because that was when I I fully understood. And I said, all right, God, like, this is for real. This is who I want to be. And more importantly, like, this is who I want others to know, like, what I'm about. And I I just want to 
be that guy who's on mission, um, just looking to give glory back to God uh, through ever what I what I may be doing. So that's a little bit about growing up, and then I would say around my junior senior year is when I really really started taking my faith seriously. Um, had a great, like I said, I had a great community of guys around me that that pushed me to be better, which is a lot of the reason why I am where I'm at today is because of the people in my life. I'm a firm believer you can't do life alone. And the beautiful thing is as believers, we're, we're not called to do life alone. We get, we get to, we get to experience life and, and push each other in every, every facet of life, whether that's the little things or, or also the big things, the struggles, the joys, the, um, the challenges. So that's a little bit about my faith journey. Very, very shallow as you get to know me. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's super neat. Um, like we've said before on the podcast is that everyone's story may not be like extremely radical, but that any follower of Jesus that has came from death to life is is a miracle from the Spirit of God because we know um, from birth we all are sinners. We all have fallen short of the glory of God and are in need of um, a Savior who, who can save us and uh, pay our debts and pay our sins, pay for our sins. So um, any follower of Jesus is a miracle. Um, and I just, uh, took away two things from that. As you can see, Griff has had a strong passion to be on mission for Christ. And I believe like our hearts are aligned with the way we want to know Christ and love Christ. And uh, it's just really encouraging to see people who, um, have a strong passion to live on mission for the things that matter. And, um, also he constantly talked about community and not doing life alone. Um, in most of our episodes, that constant theme came up and that just like reiterates how important it is to do life with others and do life um, with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ because um, we are in a world where the dev- devil is um, constantly attacking us and we need brothers and sisters in Christ who can encourage us and help us and um, be vulnerable with each other. So yeah, those are just a couple things. Um, thanks for thanks for sharing your short little testimony, but we also want to just talk about what Griff is learning now in this season of life. Um, he just got done with his freshman year here at IWU and um, has just been learning a lot recently. Um, I've been connecting with him lately, and um, it's just really um, neat to see how he's learning, how he's le- what he's learning in this season of um, somewhat of a trial and suffering right now for him. So um, I, I just encourage you guys to uh, listen in. Thanks, Mater. So, like you said, this this season of life has been uh, has been tough. It's been an adjustment for me. Kind of going back to my community back home, I've been comfortable. Went to the same high school my my whole life. Had a great group of friends. The same friend group since I was in kindergarten all the way through high school. So, when when I graduated this last year and went off to college, you know, it was it was a lot of change. Uh, not bad change, but just but just change, you know, and. When that when that change comes, it it requires a the sense of being uncomfortable that makes you really really question you know who you are and how how authentic and genuine your faith really is. So freshman year was a blast. Um, had a great group of great group of freshmen that I came with on the basketball team that I grew with, and those guys are considered my brothers for sure. And I would say off the court, it was you know it had. Freshman year has its challenges. I mean, you're trying to make friends on top of um, perform on a basketball court, but also uh, um, do well in school. There's there's just a lot of things that uh, have to be balanced. But 
that's that's not exactly what I wanted to talk about. Um, what I really wanted to talk about was the season of life of, of loss I've been in, actually. So as a lot of people I've probably experienced as well and can relate to, um, there's no way to prepare for loss in life. Death is inevitable, and, and I think that's why living on mission for the gospel is so critical is because at some point everyone is going gonna, is gonna to pass away, and the only thing in this world that last forever is uh, the Word of God and the souls of men, and that's why I think it's so important to be urgent um, about sharing the gospel, and that's why Mater's on fire for the Lord, and he's he's asked me to come on this podcast, I'm sure, is just because he's just eager to see people grow and uh, share the gospel in, in just such a fun and unique way. So, yeah, I'm going to get into it. So, first off, I uh, we had a devotion not too long ago with our team, and one of, one of the questions that our coaches asked was, what are you called to this upcoming year? So I did. I, I went back and I I was trying to think of a word that you know was popping in my brain and just nothing was coming to mind and uh, I just so I just took that question to God that night and just started praying about it and just Lord like what what am I called to like what is my purpose here like and just just very unscripted and just laying this at the feet of Jesus and I just felt felt this this tug and. This is something that's been really, really difficult for me. Um, for those people that know me, this is this is really tough to do. But uh, this word of vulnerability um, is what I just felt the Lord calling me to. And oftentimes, uh, in the culture we live in, this this sense of vulnerability can be kind of associated with this this sense of being weak. Like, if people know everything about me, like, then these people are going to think I'm weak if I struggle with this or I did this because I wasn't wasn't where I was supposed to be and so I I think that's something that's been really on my heart and so I just want to be take one of those steps in growing right now in that in that vulnerability with you guys and I hope you know this this testimony this this what I'm learning it, it probably won't affect everybody but I hope it just you know someone can relate to it and and just feel impacted and my prayer is that the Lord speaks through me, and it's not my own words, of course, but but His alone. So I'm going to get right into it and uh, and pretty much share kind of what I'm learning. So I'm I'm going to share this verse in First uh, Peter. It says this: First uh, Peter one verse six through nine uh, it says, "In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through it." is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So right there's a, there's, there's a lot in that, that short little passage right there, but the, the first part I wanted to break down was just this this season of life that I've been grieved by various trials. Um, I I about a little over two months ago lost lost my grandpa uh, unexpectedly, which uh, was was really difficult to see that and all unfold right in front of my eyes. Um, just dealing with emotions that you know I've never had to deal with, and it it was a a tough season of life that I'm still in and battling. And a few months. Or about a month later, my my uncle was diagnosed with a, a brain tumor, and not not given much time to live. And then about a week ago, my great grandma passed away. 
And so I've just, I just say that to say that I've been in a season of loss, uh, really searching. And sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times I've, I've just gone to the Lord out of frustration, out of anger, just like, Lord, why? And, and just kind of, God, where are you in the midst of this? And I think that's such a genuine question. Um, but then I go to scripture and I, and I see why, you know, it, it goes on to say, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I'm learning more than more than ever that the season of life I'm I'm in right now is all a test of my genuineness and my faith. And that couldn't be more more true, more evident right now, as I just feel like the devil just kind of had a grip on me, and just I can feel the tension of pulling one way to the world, God pulling me His way, and you know that battle is is very very real but at the end of the day it's it's all about bringing glory and honor to Jesus's name so that's kind of the perspective I've I've had on this and this is kind of the season of life I've I've been in and I don't know if any of you guys are in that season or have been in that season um, with loss and grieving but if anything I've learned is that there's hope and that hope is Jesus Christ himself um, who who lived this earth lived a perfect life came down, died so we could live and have eternal life. And ultimately, that's the goal. So that's a little bit of the season I've been in and what I've been learning. Yeah, that's, that's so amazing. Thank you for uh, being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing um, those tough things. Uh, first, just like the first thing he said about transformations from high school to college. Um, I've recently had a couple people reach out to me just I'm struggling with anxiety of in those in those transformations, and when Griff said that, this just came to my mind. Those changes are really tough. Like whether it's from high school to college, middle school to high school, um, one job to the next, um, say your family moves to a new town, etc. Um, those things are tough. But in those seasons, you often find out who you really are and what you really trust in. And if you trust in man, it's going to go bad for you. But if you trust in God, He can be that strength that refuge, that guide in those times of need and really grow and strengthen you for something greater in those seasons. So I just encourage you, if you're going through a time and a change like that um, and feel feel your soul being very anxious, God, just just trust in God, um, turn to God, keep your eyes on Christ and um, just rely on His guidance in those times because He really knows what's going on and He He is someone who can really be trusted in and always comes through. So yeah, I just uh, I just encourage you in that. Also, man, I just kind of got the goosebumps when he said the word of God and souls of man are the only things that matter, and that that's something that's going to stick with me. The word of God and the souls of man, not not success, not not earthly things, um, but the things that will go with us after we die are the word of God and the souls of man, and that that's amazing. So um, that just gets my priorities straight. Um, and then with the whole vulnerability, um, a verse that I thought of was in Second Corinthians of my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Um, and this is just Paul saying that he'll boast in his weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon him. That's good. And yeah, Griff, Griff was boasting in his weaknesses and saying, yeah, in those trials, I'm going to point to Christ in them and see there's, there's hope in those trials. Um, and, and for the sake of Christ, Paul was content with those weaknesses, content with those losses, and says, when I'm weak, then I am strong because Christ is in me. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. And 
and that's what vulnerability does in us. And then he also just said that his goal um, is to just reach one person or reach a few people and just have this relate. And that's the core value of this podcast. We may not have a million listeners. We may not be the top podcast on Spotify, but our core value is we want to see one person's life changed by this podcast, by this, by this episode. And lastly, it's all about perspective. Life Griff said at the end, seasons come and go, but how will you respond to the trials in your life? I know they're hard. Um, I've went through trials, probably not as bad trials as you guys have, um, or some of you may have, but just grieve with, with Christ. He will weep with you. There is, there is future hope to come. There is, there is hope in the name of Jesus. So get your eyes on Christ and look to him because he's the only thing certain in these days um, with so much going on, whether it's COVID, whether it's different sicknesses or um, just pain, loss, whatever it may be, get your eyes on Christ because he is the only firm foundation that we can truly trust in. So with all that being said, yeah, those are the few things that, that I took away from that. And that, that was just such a such an amazing piece of um, wisdom that Griffin shared, um, even though it was very tough. Um, so, Griff, I know you shared a couple verses, but is there anything else that you've been reading that could encourage um, our listeners as we close up or anything else you would like to share? Uh, I would say one of the last things I'd want to share is just this verse that it's kind of been on my heart from Second Corinthians, just about this idea of uh, just contentment in this season of loss. It, it says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And that right there is just kind of honestly what's been giving me like hope through this time. Um just the very first part, it says, so do not lose heart. I think it's so easy, um, especially as men, uh, culturally, to just lose heart these days. Things don't go our way. Things get hard. We quit. Um, but as I've been learning, I've been leaning into this idea of rejecting that passivity, learning to lead courageously, um, just the people around me. And I would say the last thing, just as as I always feel called to share the gospel, is is just this idea that um, Jesus didn't, he didn't just die for us. He died instead of us. And I think that's a perspective that I have to live with every single day as I, as I wake up every morning and, and realize that like, that should be my place on that cross. That should be Nolan's place. That should be your guys's place on that cross. But he didn't just die for us. He died instead of us. He took our place. He took our sin and he nailed it on the cross. And that's just something I've been, I've been really leaning into. And and it started to to allow me to put in perspective the weight of my sin and when I do mess up, when I do fail, because I do and I will, um, I just I just know how that affects, um, how that hurts God and, it, and how it also hurts my relationship with Him. And so those are just a few things that I, I, I wanted to close up with. And I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about, about Nolan on this podcast, but I'm just thankful for, for him and just his leadership and his love as a brother just to do this. Uh, I, I think it's pretty rare. There's, there's a lot of other things that um, he could be doing right now in the middle of his college career, basketball, school, 
pursuing friendships, relationships. And, um, in the midst of that, he's, he's deciding to do this podcast and in order to change lives. And so people can hear the gospel. And I just made her, I really, I really commend you for that. And it's been, it's been awesome. Uh, seeing you grow and seeing you impact my life has, has meant a lot to me. So thanks for letting me join and, and just share a little bit of my heart and what I've been learning. So, and if you made it this far, thank you as well. Uh, that 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 just shows how much you 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 support this podcast and also are just eager to learn. So that's about all I got, my guy. Yeah, thanks, Griff, for coming on. Thank you uh, for sharing those those things and those pieces of wisdom. I was really encouraged by this, um, and I just encourage you guys as we in as we close up, um, just to reteach yourselves the gospel, um, re- rethink about the gospel each day. Because the gospel never grows old. The gospel always will touch the inner parts of our souls because that's what that's how Christ made us. That's what He's done inside of us um, and in our souls. That's what we've long. Well, that's what we've always longed for is the gospel. So um, I know my life changes when I think over and over about the gospel, and my pers- my perspective changes and passion arises in my soul. So I just encourage you guys to reteach or um, talk to somebody or. Um, just watch videos or whatever it may be. Read read the gospels and um, just just be encouraged in that. And um, as we close up, I'd like to just share something that we've been we've been talking as a team. As you guys know, it's in the middle of June. Our whole team has been here um, uh, on campus, and we've just been running camps and um, playing games and doing certain things. And we've also been doing team devos. And one of our coaches shared um, this theme of desires and. Um, it was just super neat to hear um, his his thought process between strong desires and deep desires. And he was just asking us what our strongest desires are as we approach this upcoming year. And then he also asked us what our deepest desires are as we approach this upcoming year. And it was just super, super crazy to uh, think about like my strongest desires and what I truly want, but then also my deepest desires. So I just, I just hope and pray that you guys... Um, We'll just reflect on that. Reflect on your strongest desires and your deepest desires. Because when you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. And so often our strongest desires can be so selfish and so just longing to see ourselves glorified. But our deepest desires may be um, what God wants us to be. So I just I just hope that, that that reaches somebody or touches somebody's heart. I don't know if Griffin has anything to say about that as he was in that, in that Devo too. But yeah, I just... I just felt a need to add that um, because it really touched my heart. Yeah. So now that you said that, uh, yeah, I would I would say so. Honestly, when I was doing my self reflection of just strong desires and deep desires, this this idea of a strong desire is kind of like what you want now. Like um, a book I read it and it was talking about just this the heart of man, and it says this immature boy um, he wants things easy and he wants it now and. So these strong desires kind of relate to that and just how they're um, structured. So in say for in this grand scheme of things as a as a basketball player for a season, all right, um, what what would be some strong de- desires? So for some people it might be to start, some people win a championship, to to be recognized by a coach, uh, to play a certain amount of minutes, blah 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 blah. These are some strong desires. Maybe in a relationship sensed. Um, when it comes to strong desires, it would be to, to feed that fleshly desire in that moment when you know that your deepest desire is, I want to wait until I'm married, but 
in the moment, the strong desire desire is to to fold and to to feed into that temptation, like I said. So that's kind of a little bit of the contrast. So um, some of the deep desires that that may be in the heart um, are to have that one relationship with um, a wife someday that's holy and and sacred uh, that that is just pointing to Christ. Um, but it it also can be that that deep desire to to lead courageously to. Um, to pour in this idea of living a gospel humble life where um, you're not thinking more or less of yourself. You're just thinking of yourself less. Um, and so there's, there's these different ways that we can look at the desires of our heart and evaluate. So I challenge you guys, as you go back, as you listen, um, pray about Lord's search my heart, right? That, that Psalms, that Psalm that just says, Lord, Oh, search me. Um, I, I, I would recommend that and challenge you guys to to ask God what hey, what are my strong desires but Lord what are my deepest desires that um I want for you and when you bring those into the light what what surprisingly or maybe unsurprisingly happens is it allows that opportunity for community and accountability to where now that I've expressed my deep desires my guy Mater right here can can help pour into me and he can be like hey are you feeding those what are you feeding today and so that's just a few thoughts I'd I'd add to that, and yeah, I don't know if that if that helps you guys, but yeah, I'm really glad I'm really glad that we added that part. Um, thanks for coming on to the podcast again, Griff. Uh, you're really a uh, a guy that I that I'm glad that I've gotten to know over this time here in college, and uh, just a brother in Christ and a lifelong friend. So I really believe God is going to move through this podcast. So that concludes this episode of the Can I Get an Amen podcast, and. Uh, the fifth testimony episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I really hope that you took to heart the truth that was spoken. Um, be ready for the next episode as we have some great things in store. And please share this episode with someone who may need to hear it or share it on your guys' stories on social media. Thanks again and God bless. Let's go. Keep on walking. Keep on talking, marching up to freedom land.